and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. So last week, I talked about how I'm totally done with, like, reductive reality TV shows that just serve to make people look like fools or to make fun of people for their economic statuses or for their weight or the way they look and all of that stuff, and I really still stand by that. And yet this week, I have joined a Bachelor Fantasy League, which like 40 people in my school are doing. For some reason, even though The Bachelor has been on for years, it's all of a sudden there's a ton of hype about it. And I don't know why, but I joined the Fantasy League because I was like, I don't know, I'm susceptible to peer pressure or something. And I, of course, watched the second episode because I'm competitive. So I was like, well, I want to get points. I watched the second episode and then I watched the third episode and I'm waiting for the fourth to see what I'm right about or what I'm wrong about. Or wait, have there only been two? Whatever. Either way, I I cannot stand that stupid show. And I'm at least glad that it's not the kind of show where it's just like mocking people. Like, at least it's a competition show. And the people are like volunteering to be there. And it's the stakes are really not that high. And it's not really mocking them. It's about like manufactured drama so okay fine I'm a little better with that but it's still like there is a part of me that's like guilty not because it's bad and like not because I feel like I'm wasting my time watching it like I'm fine with that I watch plenty of bad shows if I want to but I feel bad because I know that like these poor girls like they just I've heard from people who are like inside the industry it's basically all over the internet if you look for it you'll find it just that they really don't give these girls a break. They stir the pot. They keep them up really late. They stay awake for long hours. Don't eat enough. Drink too much. Like, they provoke them. They edit it poorly to make people come out as, like, villains or to make them look silly or something. And I feel really bad for contributing and watching shows where I know that that's going on. And, like, I know I'm kind of dramatizing it. Like, it's The Bachelor. They signed up for that. It's really not a big deal. And, like, yeah, that's totally true, but I still feel bad, and I, I've i got to, like, tone myself down. Like, I found myself yelling at the TV, being like, Corinne, what are you doing? This jerk, like, I can't believe you're doing what you're doing. She's so ridiculous. Like, Eliza, like, it's it's a TV show, and maybe I have too much free time, although it doesn't feel that way, but how do you wrestle with that, with, like, really wanting to watch something that's fun and a competition that's not really as, like, informative and interesting as a food competition. It's just very hard to, like, stay out of that once you've been sucked in. So I will try to stay above the cur- curve, above the current, keep my head above the current, whatever the expression is, or maybe I'm just making up an expression. That is something I'm obsessed with and also done with. I'm obsessed with The Bachelor and I'm done with The Bachelor. I'm obsessed with this terrible reality TV that I know is reductive and I'm also obsessed with this terrible reality TV that I know is reductive. Did I say obsessed twice? You know what I mean. So now, secondly, and now a two-parter something I'm tired of this week. So ever since Serial started, there's been a real trend in people doing podcasts that are like true crime. There's a person in jail. Allegedly, they killed someone. I'm, usually, that's the case. That That's the allegation. Did they do it? Let's interview them and find out. Let's interview people around them and find out they did this years ago the format is usually the same it's like me interviewing the person here's a ton of like dramatic music fade in fade out context you know and those can be great 
and really well done and thoroughly investigated, but it seems kind of tired to me, which is kind of bananas of me to say because, like, it's a real crime. Like, how can you get tired of that? But I'm, I'm, it seems kind of like the same story every time, some variation of it with, like, a little twist. And obviously, I don't mean the details are the same. I just mean I'm kind of sick of being, like, dramatic music, like, did he do it? Let's find out. Let's go back. You know, I like, I, I, I don't know. And that's totally just me. Maybe everybody in the world except me is interested in this right now, but I'd rather hear other things. And it, the notion that that's like super inventive every single time it's done, like it's not super inventive. And I'm sure somebody did it before serial and people will do it after serial. And it's super cool that people are interested in it. And it can be super interesting. And realistically, I'll probably listen because whatever, why not? But I just wish there was like a new format, Um, especially because it seems like a lot of story-based podcasts have the same kind of like musical clip, dramatic, philosophical kind of ambiguous format where they like they're all kind of based off each other. And it's just this type it's the, the way that there's a type of podcast, a type of segment that's about a crime, a type of way of interviewing people. It just seems to be really repetitive to me. And that's easy for me to say because I don't do a true crime podcast and I don't plan on it at all. And, you know, I'm not suggesting another way to do it. But that's just something I'm kind of tired of hearing. And to go along with that, often it seems like in these podcasts they interview not even necessarily a relevant, like a suspect, but it could be someone who's just an innocent bystander who walked in on someone dying or knows someone who was involved or knows the dead person. And it seems to me like a lot of the time the reporter will kind of nudge them more than they need to. Like, it feels a little self-righteous to me that a reporter will act like their story is more important than this person's, like, mental sense of peace. And, you know, sometimes they'll just be like, I really don't want to talk about it. And they'll be like, listen, this story, like, I'm investigating this story and it's really important to me. Can you please? And they'll, like, harass them. And I'm just, it just kind of bothers me that the stakes are really high for one person and really low for the reporter. And the way that it seems like the reporter takes priority over the person who's saying, please don't talk to me about this. And now something I'm stressed out about. I am going to the Women's March on Washington, D.C. in two days on Saturday, and a lot of people that I know and love are going. I'm going with my mom. We're taking a bus from Brooklyn at 5.30 in the morning, and we plan on getting home at like 10 p.m. Well, not even getting home because I live in Manhattan, so I'll probably get home at like 11, and it'll be a really nutty day. I'm just worried about the anti-March people who will be in the crowd. I'm worried about people who oppose it, who will be going just to oppose it. I'm worried about Trump supporters who will be there to oppose it. I'm worried about pro-lifers who will be there to oppose it. And it really sucks that every time people try to have a movement, um even a peaceful one like this, there's always this fear of invasion. And obviously that's the point. Like, if there was no 
worry about what other people were doing. If there was no opposition, then we wouldn't need this march. We wouldn't need any of this. But it still sucks that you have to be so worried and, like, genuinely scared for people's safety sometimes. Sometimes safety from the police, especially if we're talking about, like, Black Lives Matter marches. And I just hope that it all goes well, and I hope that it's something that we'll remember for a really long time. I'm really glad I'm going, despite the ordeal that it is. I'm really glad I'm going, and that I'll be able to say I was there. And I just hope that it means a lot. So that's also something I'm obsessed with this week. It's something I'm a little stressed out about, but it's really something I'm obsessed with this week, especially because as of now, the inauguration is tomorrow, which really sucks. It's going to be a bad day, and at least the very next day, we'll have a ton, a ton of people opposing that very inauguration in solidarity. So that's it for this week. I hope that if you feel the way I feel about Trump, that you have an okay day tomorrow and you don't get too bummed out because you kind of need your stamina for the next few years. So that's a real bummer, but have a great day anyway. And if you're going to a march or anything this weekend, stay safe, have a great time, make that history and come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then. 